0: My name is Chris Little. I am the host of the Lifestyle Chase podcast. This is season five. Welcome back to the Lifestyle Chase. I have brought back returning guest Mike Dola for the third time. And to give some backstory, it was kind of interesting. I was doing a little bit of my homework on my own show, and I went back to 2019 was the first time you were on the show. It was about uh, probably October or so. And I remember asking about your cat. This was before you were a dad. And I was asking about what it's like to be a cat owner. And then the next time you were on the show was about this time last year, October 2021. And that's when it was quite an emotional episode, but a really, really good episode. So I honestly highly recommend people checking that out. and You'll understand kind of the context behind that. But just, it's crazy to reflect on how much changes in a span of time and how much we'll have to talk about on this episode today. But how are you today?
1: Dude, I'm great. And it's funny that when you say emotion, you mean made me cry. <laughs> no, dude, everything's great, man. I'm in, a, I'm in a weird place now, like a good place. Because uh, as you know, like I retired from my job that I created which is weird. Um, everything's great though. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about it all.
0: Sweet. The things that have been top of mind as I've been preparing for this, because this has been kind of like in the works for a while, kind of the buildup has been exciting and I've had a lot of time to kind of reflect, but uh, I can only imagine the emotion that you might've had like that first week when you're like, oh, like, I actually don't have anything that I'm tied
1: down to. Like, what what was that experience like for you? Yeah, that was – it's weird because I feel like it was more emotional when I sent the I would like to, like, resign and work on, a like, a transition email because at that point, like, things were, like, weighing on me to, like, get out and just be, like, family man and step away from everything. So, like, last week, I think, which is probably the first full week when I was, like – officially retired wasn't that weird because it's been in the works for like two months prior to that. Uh, So, I mean, it's strange to wake up and not have to do certain things or not think about certain things. And that to me was like my biggest incentive was, you know, I could do stuff around dad life, but, but it was more or less around the, the mental, part of the mental side of it. Right. It's like when you have to do things or you have to think about certain things, you're not where you really want to be regardless of where you are doing it. So like, I'm very lucky. I could always work from home and, you know, after selling and everyone was really cool at the company, um, to allow me to kind of do my thing and, and find where like my passions were and my strengths. But it was just, even with that and a steady paycheck, it just, it wasn't where I wanted to be. You know what I mean? Hmm. Well, I think something
0: that has always stood out to me about your career journey within your time in the fitness space has been like your passion to find like a job that you like that yep. you're passionate about, something that's fulfilling and something that kind of uh, kind of stood out. As I was listening to that first appearance that you had on the show, was talking about how it wasn't necessarily a pursuit of money. It was right. kind of a pursuit of just doing stuff that you cared about, and I think uh, that's something that myself and many many other people can relate to especially in this industry and oftentimes I find myself like thinking about all the other things that I like to do and all the other things that I'm passionate about and I can only imagine that that's probably kind of process that you're going through now I know that uh, there's lots of other projects that you're working on and maybe stuff that's on your radar but like what what's next for you? What are the things that uh, are, what are you thinking about doing in the the weeks and years to
1: come? It's so weird, but like kind of nothing. And it's, uh, I was talking to our friend, Nick Sorrell about it the other day. And I'm like, man, I think like hustle culture and like all this productivity porn, like you got to always do something has just infected my head where it makes me feel a little bit of shame if I don't have anything planned and especially because i'm i'm relatively young in the like retired world you know i'm i'm 40 so i should have a lot of years ahead of me and for the foreseeable future like i have little things i'm going to invest in that's going to take a little bit of time but but nothing like stronger you i just i don't feel like doing anything and i feel like weird about it i feel really lazy and part of my head is like dude what are you doing you sh- like you slump like be productive. But I feel like I have worked enough in the last like seven years to last a lifetime. So if I take it easy for a while, there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel like that's something I I would love to like, put out into the world is when you're able to slow down, don't feel bad about it. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are there yet. So if you know, your career is not where you want it to be. I'm not telling you to to slow it down yet. I'm telling those people to slow it down who have, uh, for lack of a better term, made it. And I don't think we should feel bad about that. And that's as much as I'm telling you and the audience that I'm telling myself. Because even today, I'm like, man, I'm just doing like a Q&A on Instagram and nothing else. And I can do that all day. Or, or I mm-hmm. can just sit around and play with my kid and you know, I told you my dishwasher broke. I'm sitting here cleaning dishes out of the dishwasher for two hours for the repair guy to come. So it's like these things that like everything about our lives has to be productive or corporate or money-making. And I'm over here just living life like it's a Saturday and feeling really guilty about it instead of proud. And I, I have to like check myself and say, dude, you did all right, man. Like it's cool to just relax. And Probably it's it's influenced by a lot, a lot of the things I follow still on social media, where like I'll scroll and it's like work hard, do this, do that. You can make it if you do this and that. And I'm just like it's just in my face, so I probably have to unfollow some of this shit. So I'll figure that out when we hang up. But for now, it's been it's been pretty cool. But I got to figure out like what I'm doing next, which may be nothing. You know.
0: Yep. Everything about that sounds pretty clear to me. And especially like during the pandemic, I've been able to connect with a lot of people. And it's crazy that I bring that up because I'm like new, new season of life now. Like we've, we've all grown and we've evolved. Um, But it's just like, I got to make so many cool friendships uh, which happened through Instagram essentially. And so now I have like, different mentors and different spaces and different people to like learn from and grow from. And so there's one particular individual who's just creeping up to 40 and he's been retired for the last couple of years. And so I could ask him similar questions and he's like, well, I don't, I don't have to work. I don't have to trade my time for money anymore. Like I, I simply just have to find things that I enjoy and things that give me a sense of purpose. And so when I observe him, um, he's traveling and he's enjoying coffee and he's supporting local businesses and he's starting a cooking show. And it's just like, that's, that's all it has to be. And then I can kind of contrast that with somebody like myself, who is like still in the midst of it, still in the trenches, trying to mm-hmm. make things happen. And like where I find my point of uh, pride or just, like, my worth is in that everything that I do, like, I really like what I do. Mm. <laughs> like, it's it's a plethora of things. I do consulting for podcasts. I coach people internationally. I, do, I get paid to make food content sometimes. Like, there's nothing to dislike. And I, I look at that, I'm like, you know, sometimes even if you are working, it can be rewarding work. And it doesn't come without a lot of, like, the tough sacrifice and grinding it out, but like a person doesn't have to like clock in, clock out till they die. Like they truly can chase a sense of purpose. Um, they do have to like really put in some work to get there, but it, it's possible and it's possible on different parts of the journey. Um, but one thing that stands out is you've been able to do a little bit of traveling, a little bit of touristy things. What's been like a highlight for for you
1: within that part of your life? Yeah. I mean, recently, I haven't really done anything crazy with travel. Like before the kid, my wife and I would pretty much go wherever and it was awesome. And I mean, the pandemic kind of put a halt to that stuff. But it's been like small stuff, like before retiring, like work stuff, um, going to Austin, going to the F1 race and just being like, this is this is kind of crazy. I never experienced that. That was a cool, cool environment, even though I had to sit on the grass the whole time because the the regular tickets were sold out and a little unreasonable. Um, we traveled a few times with our daughter. Uh, we went to Bermuda, which is awesome. Uh, we went to Charleston and saw our buddy Jeb and his wife, Sarah. So that was fun. Um, And we don't really have anything else planned and that's kind of okay. And we were talking about it the other day, how like it really is like kids will really slow down your travel. Um, Not just because it's more expensive, but you start to really question if all the headaches of travel are worth it. And when you have to travel with strollers and car seats and this and that. And there's cool companies out there. One of them is called baby Quip, where you basically, it's like Airbnb for baby stuff. So you can, you basically find like a, an individual in a certain area that you can rent stuff from and they drop it off at your Airbnb or hotel, which has made things a little easier. But other than that stuff, we haven't really done too much. And it's like, it's weird. Cause like a big part of my identity was like, I like to travel. I like to see a lot of stuff. I like to meet lots of different people and try different foods in different areas. And now I can't do that, but I feel like I've been primed for that for the last few years due to the pandemic. So it hasn't been that big of a deal. And I feel like I got so much of that out of my system that I'm ready to just sit around now, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a little weird, but it's cool.
0: Well, I think sometimes it's just a matter of perspective. Like I reflect on like some of my childhood trips. And so I'm in Alberta and one of our trips that we made was myself and my parents went to Saskatchewan, Mm. which is one of the more underwhelming provinces in Canada. Um, But despite that, we actually made quite the adventure out of it. And it's the kind of like, it's the kind of distance where you could go there and back within a day and we made a week out of it. And we were able to capitalize on like the there's underground tunnels in like the the town of Moose Jaw, like the little things that you would never even think about. And like there's a set of a TV show that we got to check out. And so it's just like a person's perspective in life uh, can make a huge difference. Because my my parents weren't necessarily ready to take us super far, but they were still prepared to create experiences and education and set me up to kind of like understand more of the world around me and stuff like that. So it's just like, I think that our perspective going into our day is a huge game changer. And it's probably the reason that some people have the outcomes that they have within their career and their lifestyle and stuff like that. Uh, Before we hit record, I was actually thinking about uh, how every day lately I've just been kind of reflecting on things that I'm grateful for. Like, and it sounds super lame, but I think it's probably something that saved my career.
1: But it's, it's, it's one of those things I need to do. You know what I mean? Like you saying that is like a reminder, like, dude, do that also. Because who cares if it's corny or lame or whatever? It's like, this is the shit that matters. It's like looking back. And, you know, I was talking to a friend the other day um, about how actually it was Thanksgiving. It was my cousin. We were a little buzzed, you know, on Thanksgiving wine and beer, but we're like, dude, like we've had some of the best times together and we don't even remember them. We just know they happened. And I said, that's like, that's like something I'm so passionate about is, is how, how short life is and how can we help people remember more of it? It's not Facebook and just pictures. It's like, you gotta, you gotta write shit down. You gotta figure out a way to like harvest those memories years down the line and it's not, like I said, it's not Facebook. Like you can scroll and you could look at what you said, but that's not it. It's like, what, what could that be? I don't know. Is this a new idea? You know what I mean? Who the, mm-hmm. who the hell knows? But that's something I, I would love to do is like help people create more memories and harvest those like memory dividends over the years so they can basically have another life and not just look back and say, yeah, Thanksgiving. 2022. I think that's what we said to each other. I think that's what we laughed about. Why not like have a mechanism that can somehow harvest this stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Like I mean, for myself, when I reflect on things from the past that like really stick with me, I use that almost as a template to think about what I should structure in in the future. So with my my siblings are nine and 13 years older than me and so like i got to kind of have sort of almost like play dates with them mm. and they would take me to movies and we go do fun stuff and like that stuff is like clear as day in my memory and so then i have nieces who are 16 and 20 years younger than me and so because i remember that so clearly as like a little brother i tried to create those moments for my nieces And just, like, something that I felt really grateful for on this past Friday was I'm in a career where I am able to stop what I'm doing at 9 a.m., go watch a ringette game, then go back to work at home Mm -hmm. in the comfort of my my house and do some more stuff, and then go to another game at 6 p.m. And it was just, like, that feeling and that just being able to do that because, like, not all people can just, like, hit the brakes, not all people can block out their calendar and be like, Oh, can't take calls during this time. Like, it's just not possible. And I was like, that's possible for me now. And it wasn't always like I've been in careers where they would be like tough luck. you got to work. You're not able to
1: fear. It's hated it. It makes me, it's so weird. And I'm, you know, I'm like, it's interesting now my perspective, like after the fact, but just thinking how many people like are tied to their job And I don't know what the solution is, right? Like, so me complaining about this isn't, you know, it's like, don't come, don't come with the problem. Just come with the solution. Well, there's no solution to this problem. The problem where most people donate their entire lives to companies that essentially don't really give a crap about them. uh, Yeah, they're productive. Yeah, they don't all suck. But it's really like heartbreaking that people don't own their own lives, And that's like, that's to me a very, it's an interesting thought because I don't know if a lot of people think of it like that. And if they do, they probably don't want to because it's super depressing. And I'm not saying like everybody should enjoy every moment of their lives and do what they want and live their dream. Because if we think about it, like on a deep level, if everybody lived their dream, like there's no one to serve the ice cream. There's no one to pick up the garbage. There's no one to turn on the internet. Like, you know what I mean? So the world Mm -hmm. can't exist that way. But how do we help more people get out of the rat race? Or how do we help more bosses not be pieces of shit to every one of their staff members? You know what I mean? Like if you, I don't know if you're on Reddit, but if you go on like anti-work, it's pretty wild. Like there's some, there's some grumpy people there that are like, you know, they just don't want to try and work or anything like that. But there's a lot of people that will share like messages from their bosses. And it's like, holy crap, I forgot this world existed. And that's the thing that like breaks my heart and wants, like what needs more attention is these jobs that think that they own people, where if you get sick, or a family member dies, or you just don't want to go to work, like you have to ask permission for that. Like, how crazy is that? And I understand why. Because like, The show must go on. If you call out of work or this person calls out of work, like the restaurant can't open. But the fact that people don't own their own lives, it's just crazy to me. And that's maybe, I don't know, some subconscious reason why I got out of it. And my company and even the company that bought mine was amazing in this sense. Like they really gave a shit about people. But I think there was something about it where it's like, I don't want anyone. I don't want to feel like anyone owns my time and stepping away from that was like this this like like mind opening experience which i didn't expect and a colleague of mine who helped me run the business who left probably 6 months ago told me he's like dude when you when you leave you're going to just feel way different and he's like i can't explain what it is but it's different and i'm like holy crap like it's it's very weird i just i want more people to experience that And that's the feeling I used to have, like growing stronger you, that was the fun days when it was like, it was like a game, like every day it was like a win, a win, a win. And then it just got, I don't know, I just got used to it, I think. And I got, I kind of got burnt out from it.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, when you talk about like having these compounding wins and almost feeling numb to it, I think sometimes that's. For a person, maybe in the stage that I'm in, where I'm still building momentum, that can halt the momentum when we're not able to kind of like acknowledge the wins, acknowledge the things that are going well. And so, something that I've done in the past, and it's extremely effective sometimes when I'm doing my taxes, (laughs) I'll look at like where different expenses are going, maybe how I was able to improve some situations, how I was able to maybe invoice more sessions or come up with new ways to do things and it's just it's a very like reflective very literal time of the year and i think if people are able to kind of lean into that they can start to see like they can harness that momentum and apply it to the following year and start to make plans and start to kind of envision what their what their future looks like like for myself i i have like a visual in my head about Mm -hmm. like what life is going to look like for me like in like three, four years kind of thing, just because it helps when days get really tough yeah. and when I don't want to do all the work or when I don't want to put in the effort, it, it helps me quite a bit. But uh, is there any kind of like a, a process that you go through for maybe
1: even just like your week just to be like, okay, how do we want to cap this off? How do we want to finish this? No, it's funny. As you were saying that, I was like, should I jump in and tell him I have no plans like that? Like, I don't, I don't, I never really had like this three, five, 10 year vision. I'm too, I'm too crazy to have something like that. Like I'm all over the place. Like if I think of something that I want to do in six months, like by the time six months is here, I'll want to do something else. So for my personality, I never did well with structure like that, which is probably like why I don't love like corporate america because it's always like show me the plan show me the proof how much will this cost why will it cost that much what do you need and I'm like I don't know like let me just go off of instinct and I understand that's not that doesn't really work all the time you know it it works at certain levels but not in bigger organizations so I don't know man I don't I don't really think of stuff like that like I I wake up and I'm basically like, let me look at my calendar to see if I have any calls or anything like something like this or a meeting. Cause I I love talking to our industry still. Like I'm a little burnt out from it all, but when I want to talk about it, I'm fine to talk about it. So like, I'm happy to talk to our colleagues if they're like, Hey, you know, I want to do this. And I have this question about this thing. Like, cool. Let's, let's talk about it. That's some of the more enjoyable parts of, of my day too. when I can share what I know. Um, I'll schedule stuff like that. Um, you know, Krista and I are very lucky that it's really weird. Like if someone were to watch our lives, they'd be like, damn, that's boring, but it's so fulfilling. Like we we get to wake our daughter up together, we feed her together, we bathe her together, we put her to bed together, we play with her together almost every single day. So like that's where my head's at right now. Like that's all I feel like doing. Um like I said earlier, there is a part of me that's like, Oh I'm, I'm not productive or I'm not moving the needle, and it's like, what? What the fuck is the needle? You know what I mean? Like, wh- why do we care so much if we don't need that? And that's again where I'm very lucky that I don't have to chase that ball around anymore. But part of me, it's probably just human nature to to progress. You know. Hmm. Well, I
0: mean, even your answer is almost like expected. I out of everybody I've interviewed, nobody, nobody I've talked to has kind of like told me that they have this plan. Like oftentimes like, Oh, nobody has that plan. I'm like, well, I kind of have a plan. And like to be quite transparent, it's generally that I just want to have like a decked out gym that I can invite people to something, maybe like rustic in a barn with like heating for the winter air conditioning for the summer, and I like to go on long walks. So I want to have some access to that. And so whether that be in a garage or in a rural atmosphere, it doesn't matter really what country it is, but it's most likely going to be in Canada still. Um, and it's, it's a very loose plan, but it's kind of like that's what gives me that push to do very long days sometimes, like fulfilling days. But sometimes in order to get stuff done. I really have to put in the work Yeah, it's that light, that, that flame under my butt that just kind of keeps me going.
1: Yeah. There's, there's also a thought in my head that it's like, if I have that plan for three years or whatever, and then I'm close to it and I start feeling like I don't want that plan, will I be married to it because it's been my plan for so long? You know what I mean? So maybe Mm -hmm. that's like almost a, like a subconscious defense mechanism mechanism. That's like, dude, you don't know what you're going to want. So don't, don't want that thing. Like I came across a post today about someone, someone in a Reddit community asking if they should sell their company and they, they feel like they still, they're still going to want to do this in 10 years. And I'm thinking to myself, how the hell does this person know they're going to want to do this in 10 years? If you asked me a year ago, two years ago, I literally thought I could do this type of work every single day until I died. And then just... I blame my daughter. I think things changed once I had my kid. I was like, "Wow, I can't love something like that. I can't share that love." You know what I mean? And it really was like that. Was like the, the company was my baby, and then it wasn't my baby. My my baby was my baby. So I don't know. Like I'm a very like I'm not an all in or all out type person because that would be hypocritical. One of my my job was telling people not to be that with food and fitness. But like I know to do my best at work, I needed to be all in and I, I couldn't be or didn't want to be. So I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, but. that
0: that makes sense and that's something that's crossed my mind too. Like I know I'm like aware that like if if my dynamics change, mm-hmm. like if I get a wife or if I have kids or right. even if I get a dog, like little things in my life are going to change and it's like – there's no question that my goals will shift and that little picture in my head will look different. Right. But even just to be good at like having an idea of it has been helpful for me. But another thing that's been helpful, and we talked about kind of like numbing the noise of social media and stuff, the thing that's been the game changer, and I have to give a shout out to Dean Guido because he like led the led the charge in convincing me to do this. But I started doing jujitsu.
1: Dude, people like, love it, man. Two yeah, it's awesome. I'm not like I. I don't think I was talking to uh, Jordan Syatt the other day, and he's he's loving it. Everybody's loving it. It's like this new thing, and I'm like, and I was I was joking with him because I was like, man, I I underappreciated the black belt situation in jujitsu, and I just remember growing up and seeing like these little karate kids that were like, I'm a black belt, and I was like, oh, cool, man. Like you're that took you like six months. And that's how I unfairly judged jujitsu black belt. So, like, it was an accident. No one kicked my ass if you see me. But we were talking about it, and I'm like, yeah, man, I had no idea. Like, it took, like, 10 years. Like, who knows how long it takes. And you got to be good. These little Mm – the the karate kids that were black belts, taekwondo is not (laughs) jujitsu. And I think there's probably a lot of people like me out there that see these black belts in jujitsu and they're like, uh, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is these people will destroy and protect anybody they, they choose to. And it's something worth respecting. It's just not my thing. And I say well, that as someone who's never tried it. Right. So
0: it's, it's hilarious. Cause if a person goes to my podcast, like the frequency of episodes has <laughs> kind of slowed down, just mm-hmm. kind of a shift in my, uh, structure of time and ironically i'm going to be having jordan say back on the podcast really in march good. so i'll get to talk to him about uh, jiu-jitsu too and uh but what's what's really funny is if i go back to i think it's like an episode i recorded in like maybe october or something like that and i was talking to the guest about how a bunch of my friends do jujitsu, and i was like, but it's not for me but i like mm-hmm. cheering them on i was like thinking about dean and thinking about a bunch of other friends doing their competitions getting their belts and stuff and then like after a lot of reflection and some tough love, I was thrust into jujitsu just through my own self-awareness that I knew it was something that I needed to do. Um, Very similar to how like changing careers was tricky and I needed to do it. Um, So for me, it was just such a, such a crazy shift because all of a sudden I get in there and I start to realize like, yeah, like you're going to be the beginning and you're going to get your butt kicked. But there's such a diverse group of people. Like people could have like different opinions and stuff and you get on the mats and then they are invested in you. I've never seen another fitness modality where somebody is actually invested in making you better and making you tougher to kill. doesn't (laughs) matter if they like choked you out. They're going to teach you how to never let that happen ever again. And I was like, this is awesome! And yeah, like- you
1: guys are nuts. Like, it's it's just not my thing. <laughs> yeah. and oh, yeah. I, again, I say that as someone who's never tried it. But I am like super competitive. I like to kick people's asses in whatever I do. I think that was a big motivator in my career this this career, not my corporate you know old career. I didn't give a shit about that game. I like to play games that I think I can win at. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where like my competitive nature comes in. I think jujitsu, I would be, it's like why I won't play golf really. Like my father-in-law is a golf pro and he's like, dude, come play with me. I'll teach you. And I'm like, dude, I played like three times. I'm okay, but I don't want to invest so much time where I'm still mediocre. You know what I mean? Like it's, you're playing for like four hours. You're not, it takes too long to get good.
0: Mm, Totally. Whenever I think about golf, I think about, uh, just how angry I get with it. Um, like it just frustrates me to not have any idea how to actually direction the ball to the direction I want it to go. Like one last time I went golfing, it was with a good friend of mine and I almost hit a Canada goose. Um, those things are resilient, so it would have done no harm, but it was just like such a frustrating sport. And so I can kind of understand how a person will direct themselves towards the things that are the most rewarding for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to sort of segue into the next piece of like what the aha moment I had from jujitsu was then as soon as I looked at my social media again, I started to see, I was like, okay, some of this stuff doesn't even serve me. Like some of this stuff is just because it's kind of like that expression that people talk about where you're like the product of the five people that you're closest to or the five people you spend the most time with. And it's so true. Yeah. How does that work now though?
1: Right. Isn't that, I think about that a lot. Like, like we're following all these people and these algorithms are influencing who we are. And obviously this is not an original thought, right? Like everybody's talking about this now. It's like, what will it do to you? And, and this is my big problem now. I'm like, I have a lot of friends in the industry now. And I'm like, I don't necessarily want to see all their fitness crap because I just, I just don't care anymore really. But how do I still maintain friendships with these people? If I don't see their stuff, you know what I mean? So I'm like, Oh my God, is it it's, I guess it's the old way of doing it, reaching out, seeing how we're doing. But we like, it's almost like we forgot how to be friends. You know, it's like we have our immediate friends locally and things that we do stuff with, but if I want to catch up with other people, how do I do it? And part of that is like, there's a, there's a conference coming up in Dallas in February. I'm going to try to go to. So I'm like, Oh, Dean's going, Jeb's going, Derek's going, Jordan will be there. John Goodman, like all these people I'm pretty cool with. So I'm excited. Like I don't give, honestly, I don't give a shit what they're saying or what people are talking about. Like I'll take it in and be like, yeah, no, like cool man. Like no, no big surprises here. Um, but I just want to like hang out with people. Cause I, I yeah. love that shit. Cause that's like that's what life is, is like laughing with your friends. Some of the best stuff you can do.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's you're speaking my language. Yeah. I mean, I recently did a trip to Ontario and I tried to connect with a variety of people. I was able to successfully connect with Lee Boyce and cool, cool. He gave me a tour of his place. And we had a live podcast. And then I checked out all kinds of stuff in like the Toronto Mississauga area. And it was like there was no conference to go to. I was just literally going there to hang out and I'm going to keep doing that. Like I'm going to just track people down and hang out with them and see what kind of like food they like, maybe do a workout, maybe not, maybe go for a walk. And just like, cause like if I can get to a point where I can actually like finance that, mm-hmm. that's a great spot to be in life. Cause most of my work is remote at this point. Right. So like, I don't even have to skip a beat necessarily. I can press pause on a few in-person clients and and make it happen. But I totally agree that that's kind of what it's all about. Like if we're not encapsulating these moments, like what, what's the point? (laughs) Like when life ends, like what's the point of it all? What did we actually do? Do we have just a bunch of things on a grid or do we actually have like memories and experiences and like past high fives from basketball games and silly, funny stories from dumb things that happened, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Like basketball games when my team kicked Derek's team's ass. I hope he hears this. Oh, he will. will. I make it every <laughs> podcast I'm on. No.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll make a reel. Just-
1: <laughs> and I forgot to shout out Andrew Coates, too, who who I joke is the only reason I got over 10,000 followers
0: most it's, of which
1: don't give a shit about what i say anymore cuz i'm just posting baby stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, i mean, you'd be surprised how many people like the like the wholesome content.
1: Oh, they like, do. They just don't literally like it. <laughs> <You know what laughs> <they do? laughs> Dude, the algorithms are so messed up and it's it's hilarious. I joke, but we all we all kind of care, you know.
0: Mhm. Well, i mean, i do a lot of work within the social media industry directly, and so you'd think that i would like be the most passionate about it and I am uh-huh. but what I tend to put my focus on just for my own mental well-being is I kind of put my focus on like the substance of what's going out even if it's to like market another business I'm like okay like what's gonna be the legacy of this piece of content like is is this person's butt picture going to stand the test of time or is this quality representation of this brand going to stand out like is it going to be still irrelevant years from now or is it going to be a good representation of the quality and stuff like that like is it going to align with their values when crazy things happen in the world and so that's kind of I found that by refocusing my my focus on things I get much less less attached because I used to be there was definitely a time when I was super sensitive to like how many people like my posts or how many Mm -hmm. followers I got And I'd see colleagues like follow, then unfollow, and I'm like,
1: oh man, that's so weird. Like the game people play. Like I never knew who unfollowed me. Like I think there's there's like uh, apps and shit that will tell you. Like why would you want to know that? Like that's crazy. I don't care, you know.
0: (laughs) There's definitely the apps, and like I can be totally upfront. I can't have those apps. Yeah, because they make me sad.
1: They're only Um, they're only negatives. Because what are you going to do? Like, say like someone you like unfollowed you, you're just, you're not going to say, Hey man, like, did I do something to piss you off? And like, I've realized that like on Facebook specifically, like there's some industry colleagues that unfriended me and I'm like, Oh, what? Are, I guess I said something to piss this person off. I must've made fun of paid marketing again. You know what I mean? And I'm like, Oh, well, okay. Not really a friend. That's fine. You know, it's like, whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, like the, one of the best lessons that I learned was when some like longtime friends started kind of unfollowing me and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that hurts. But then I was got, I got more competent at detaching from this piece of technology. I was like, okay, they got yeah. a phone. Up. I got a phone. Like how much does this friendship matter? And I realized I can call them up on their birthday I can make plans to go see them and it's like put the social media aside because it's, I often reflect to like my childhood growing up in the country. If I wanted to see a friend, I literally had to like get on my bike and go to their place. And, and hope
1: they were there, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, like it's just it's so different now. And I think sometimes if we reflect on the way it used to be, we position ourselves to have like a better outlook on life because otherwise we are, digging a hole for ourselves like nobody directs us on our interpretation of the screen on our phone like nobody tells us how we're supposed to take things in Mm. we kind of have the autonomy to take things in in the way that best suits us so as such we kind of need to do things that uh, are in our best interest so for myself like now that i'm interested and passionate about jujitsu my feed is a lot of jujitsu and I really care about my friends, kids and my friends, families. So there's a lot of like anybody that's posting that stuff, they are in there. And then if it comes down to, I want to keep up with continuing education, that can be emails. Right. And it's just like, I can still follow people, but I've just been merciless with the muting. And I kind of learned that from like mentors of mine when I like I heard that they were muting people I'm like oh man that sucks and I was like wait a second what's the point of all this like I know yeah mute them like if it's not if it's not helpful mute them and it's not like it's not like you're not friends it's just that you just had other things that you need to focus on
1: yep yeah. yeah it's it's wild what social media is becoming and you know I've caught myself over the years like you do things to try to hack algorithms, get attention. Like I've always, I've always joked that I never marketed, but like during my career with Stronger You, like everything was marketing. Like Mm. it was, there was so much, so much of it was strategic. I just pretended it wasn't. Probably because a lot of it was to basically influence clients and coaches to do and act certain ways. And there was probably something about me that felt a little like, Ooh, marketing it's dirty, but it's like, this is, this is what you do. You have to tell a story. And that's really what I always tried to do was like, tell the story of it's really, really awesome to be a member of this place. And it's really, really awesome to want to work here. So that's the story I'm putting out into the world. And it was a lot of purpose behind it, you know?
0: Well, I mean, even if we take a step back and look to like a caveman mindset, like how civilization survived, like if somebody ever thought that they were able to survive without subliminally wanting people to like them or without subliminally wanting people to be on board with what it was that they spent their time doing, uh, we wouldn't be here today. And so no matter how it's packaged, uh, there is some kind of a requirement to be kind of proud of what you do and to be wanting to be surrounded by like-minded people and have a little bit of validation. But then it's just like having that defense of understanding that like things like Instagram, Facebook, they are a business. And so they will leverage kind of what, what we need for validation. So sometimes to get that We need to find other outlets for community, whether it be like a group chat on WhatsApp or maybe you just start sending people letters and cards just to kind of change it up or planning trips and conferences and stuff like that. So it's just like a person's self-awareness can put them in a better position to live in today's world. But if they start to let it slip, they can create problems that weren't even a problem before.
1: Yeah, I, I get worried for the future a little bit. Like I think of like like i've I've been using these things a lot less, and I think like when my kid is at an age where they're gonna want to use this stuff, like who knows where we'll be at that point, but they're they're not gonna they're not gonna see Dad like posting things just to get likes and follows and attention for his business, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. which is yep. probably another another reason that I pulled back on it, you know, oh. We'll see, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it all kind of, it is kind of like how people think that their parents know everything, but they're literally watching their parents grow up. Right. And so, you and I, regardless of age gap and different seasons of life, we're learning as we go, and we're just kind of putting our best foot forward, and... Something that I kind of think about is just like if we just have our value system in place, like we value friends and family, and then we understand how to like delegate that time. Like for myself, now that I realize like it's dawning on me how finite life is. Like we don't have forever.
1: Dude, We're I think just about it all, all the, the time. Fast. I have like so. next, I have next to me like three books on like midlife crisis shit. You know what I mean? Because it's. <laughs> Dude, it's like turning 40. It's like, all right, if I'm lucky, I'll be 80 something. Or if I'm real lucky, maybe I'll get to the 90s. We'll see. But it's like, this is half over. Like what? That's wild. And I think it's again, it's like a, it's an interesting place to be because I feel like everybody's so damn busy to even think about this stuff. Like it ends. You have one shot. I'm a big believer that this is it not to get all weird and religious but I don't think we float up to a magical land I think we're done when this is over so I'm going to make I'm going to make the most of this and that's how I'm going to live I'm not going to live some weird YOLO lifestyle where I blow all my money and do reckless shit but I am going to think like this might be the last time I see this person this might be the last time I see my daughter do this thing and it's it it really directs the way you live you know?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I'm very much aligned with that, with like the whole human experience thing. I'm like, okay, like when lights are out, then we're done. I don't know, maybe come back as a dog if I'm lucky, but I'm not going to bet on it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's just, I think sometimes people forget that when they go and they visit somebody, there's no guarantee that you'll get like a second visit. So like, it's kind of like this podcast, like, I actually get pretty hyped up when I'm like, hey, this is the third time yeah. this person's been on the show and like look at all the memories that we've collected cuz like you and I could collaborate on an Instagram post but it's going to hit different than this mm-hmm. and just the fact like this is going to be a like a legacy project for me one day. Like people are going to be able to go and find like the origin story of my career going yeah. through this podcast and like that is cool because it is pretty the cool. Fact, like it's not always easy to do this stuff. Like you kind of have to show up on bad days and sometimes you're tired or you're stressed and other things are going on, but collecting these memories is huge because had I not done it, my whole career would be a blur because Mm -hmm. I worked so much and I was just like, I just want to survive. I just want to make this happen. Um, so hopefully people are starting to kind of take inspiration as to like chasing things that are purposeful and, uh, spending time with people not so much worrying about like the metrics but more so worrying about like the memories that they can encapsulate etc
1: yeah and everybody i mean we we worry about the wrong shit i think we worry about all these hypotheticals that never really happen um if we want to have like these legacies like you know you're saying with the podcast like my legacy like it's 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 not going to exist. Like no one's going to remember this business I started, like, which I, I don't really care, you know, like 200 years from now, if nobody knows who I was, I don't like no big deal. People that were close to me will remember. But it it is interesting to think about like how, how like finite everything we do is. It's like it doesn't matter.
0: Mm. Well, it's, it's just kind of, Being able to understand that how we're feeling on a day-to-day, like, that actually matters. So if we're kind of feeling shitty, if there's something we can do to turn that around, Mm -hmm. that's important, rather than trying to, like, grit our teeth and just think, okay, it's going to change if I just, like, wait it out long enough. Because that was one of the things for me with, like, changing my career was I realized that nothing would change if I didn't change, Mm -hmm. like, despite, like, it was, I took up more risk than the average person that changed careers because I literally like left the job almost for no job. Yeah. (laughs) And then I grinded until I found enough work to like make it work. But I knew if I didn't do that, I would have stayed there. And I would have probably been still there because it was like comfortable enough that like, it just felt secure. Yeah, But yeah, it's just, it's kind of one of those things. And like, there's been many times, many, many, many times since where I've been like, did I do the right thing? Is, is the future looking bright for me? I really need help or something. And then just like, uh, this year has been a great year where I've been able to kind of like bask in, in some of the efforts that I've made and be able to reflect on like hard work paying off and stuff. um, but with that said, to try and keep us on track for time, I'm curious, you talked about books. What books have you been diving into lately?
1: It's funny because I, I still buy lots of books, but I don't read lots of books. Like I've been I've been reading some like tech startup type books just to see like how the technology and stuff works behind the scenes of some of this stuff. A lot of it's really boring, so I don't get through it all. Um but, like, mainly, like, the the life purpose stuff, like, man's search for meaning is really good. Um, there's this one right next to me called Strangers in Paradise. It's how families adapt to wealth across generations, like, trying to raise, like, a family with, a you know, a, a business exit and not be, you know, make mistakes along the way. Like, raising kids and that where dad isn't working is, like, a weird thing to think about. You know, so I want to, I just, I'm just trying to read books that are making me think more clearly. Um, what else is over here? Designing your life, like all this, like, and it's funny, dude, it's like, it's like the self-help industry. It's like, why do we need so many damn books saying the same thing? And then I go and buy them on a different topic. And for me, it's like, forget all this crap. Like, I think a lot of books are just fluff. I think there's a lot of, you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of people that will say like, don't get education from social media. But I think what social media does very well, or the people that do a good job on it will do well is they distill down information, like super clear. And these books will take you 10 hours to get through and you don't, you don't gather anything. It's, it's more like mental masturbation where you're just like, cool. I feel like I learned something. it's like, okay, well, what did you learn? Shit, I don't even remember. Well, let me go back to my highlights. Now, what are you going to do with it? Like, nothing. So I'm kind of, like, weird about books now. I still buy a lot, and I still, you know, I still, like, like, I will still go through them. But I don't get out of, I don't get things out of them like I wish I did. So I feel like I need to just, like, watch TED Talks and YouTube videos.
0: Well, I mean, to add to that, when I hear of a book recommendation, like Andrew Coates is a go-to for me. Like if he recommends a book, I'll go check it out. And I'll usually do the audiobook. and I'll go through and I'll be able to action some of the items, but I won't be able to action all of them. And sometimes it'll be kind of like mind numbing. So I'll kind of tune it out, and move on, maybe do some vacuuming and stuff while I'm at it. Yeah. But it's just that uh, I think the thing that matters is the action steps that we take in our life. And I think some of the people who, Read the most and and stuff like that. Like they aren't always the ones that take the action steps. So if you're able to differentiate yourself to actually like do the things, then that's the most important thing. One, I other think thing. that's what
1: you'll you'll see a lot of is like the the more successful people. They're not reading that much. Like it's a lot of people that that read a shit ton that just feel like they're doing a lot. It's like the people that try a bunch of diets. Like oh cool, like I'm doing another one. And they just get that fix. They get that fix. They get that fix and nothing actually happens. Like there's like five books way early on that, like I read those. That's all I need. That's it. Nothing else matters. A lot of this business shit is super common sense. And if you don't have common sense, just don't get into business.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, as you say that something that uh, I often reflect on, because like some of the things that I'll do in a day are so very, very different. Um, that it's hard to explain to people like what my work day consists of. And so they'll kind of like look me up and down. They'll be like, Oh, you look like you could use some advice. So they'll give me some advice based on something that they read. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, I'm not like perfect. I'm not like, I'm not the top, but I'm actually living what you are describing. Like I am, I'm walking the talk in my own little way. That's unique to me. And it's just like interesting because it's kind of, uh, I guess it's a little bit Dunning-Kruger effect where the people that maybe don't know the most talk the most about what they know. Um, but it's just life is interesting in that way.
1: Yeah, I, I actually like kind of messing with people. Like most of most of what I wear now is like hoodies and sweatpants. And like, you know, like good fitting sweatpants, not like those like the, the 1990s Walmart sweatpants that were just gigantic. Um, and just you could see people like judge you. You know, and it's like, you don't even, you don't even know who I am or what I've done. And it's not that I want to brag to people about what I've done, but I also don't want someone to look at the 40 ish year old guy in sweatpants and Nikes as a loser. You know, I Mm. kind of hate that people are judged like that. So I like to like play that game.
0: Well, that's the move. (laughs) Like, honestly, everybody that I've talked to that's in a similar stage of their life to you or comparable Mm -hmm um they are walking around in sweatpants to not kind of draw attention to be able to get people's genuine like reactions and to kind of see where see the state of the state when they're in a room and i think that's that's an important interpersonal thing to do just because we are so much on like what we see is what we get when really if you dig a bit deeper, you're going to find so much more substance to people. Like there's a lot of people that might not have conversations with me based on the first impression. And then maybe they discover there's more to me after we have like 20 minutes of, of chatting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So It's just, it's cool to hear that that's kind of how you're showing up in the world. Cause I think that's like one of the most impactful things that you can do in your day to day routine. But with that said, we're going to draw this episode to a close. Is there any parting advice that you'd have for people? Uh, just random advice, things that pop in your head as you as we're talking today.
1: Uh, man, I think just slow down. Like everyone's always like high speed. Got to got to grind. Got to do this. Got to do that. Just like slow down and think back, reflect a lot, write stuff down. Just really like harvest those memories. Because one day you're going to be old as fuck and you're not going to have them. Like you said something earlier about, I think, your friends or or your, your brother and sister. Like you remember it clear as day. But one day if your mind starts deteriorating a little bit, you might forget it. So like it's worth, even if you remember it, like put it down somewhere. Yeah, I don't know where that is. I don't know how it is. But I think there's so many things that like we're going to look back on and be like, wait, what did I do? And I feel like there's, there's something there.
0: Absolutely. And with that, thanks so much for joining me again, Mike.
1: Thanks, Chris. I'm loving this dude. Thank you.